Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, Every single week, we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high-performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. Welcome to The Charged Life. This is Brendan Bouchard. Hey everybody, it's Brendan. I'm always asked, how do you plan for your speeches? Like, how, how do you get ready for the big speeches, the big talks that you give? Uh, as many of you know, I'm, I'm blessed to do my own events each year where usually it's 900 plus people from you know 40 countries around the world for four days I'm on stage, you know, often from you know, nine to 10 to 12 hours per day. 
to going out and speaking for major corporations, major nonprofits and associations where there might be, you know, 200 people to 10,000 people. My thought process for speech making and, and preparing for the speech is really very similar for all of them. And I think they're, they're, they're kind of common sense, but just not common practice for a lot of people. So hopefully these will help you when you're planning for your next speech. Uh, obviously, I begin with the end in mind. You know, at the, uh, when you think about the end of a speech, there's really only two things that typically matter in a speech. One is the emotions that they felt during the speech and two, the key messages or the takeaways that they walk away with, the message of the speech. So you really have the emotions they experience and the takeaway, the message that they walk away with. Those are the two primary outcomes of every speech. You wanna make them feel something, you make them think something or decide to do something. And knowing that, I gear all of my other preparation activities around those two things. Obviously it begins with research. You never should speak to an audience without understanding that audience incredibly well. So I'll call the promoter, I'll interview them pretty in depth, asking them lots of different questions about who's in the audience, why they're there, do they have to be there, what do the most of them struggle with, what do they desire of life, what's the next level of ambition or achievement for them, what is it that the host wants to be communicated in terms of a theme or a message, but what is it they think that also somebody in the audience would love to feel or experience that might be different than others. I asked all sorts of questions, questions of, tell me about your favorite speaker you've ever on stage and what made them your favorite one at your event? Who's been the worst? You don't have to tell me their name, but what did they do that you thought that was just the wrong speaker for our audience? I asked to interview somebody who's going to be in the audience from somebody who's new in their organization to somebody who's more experienced. And I have to spend a tremendous amount of time with them, often 20 to 30 minute conversation, just a couple questions so I can get some key messaging, key understandings of that audience is really gonna serve me. Most of the research then comes from that is, now I've got my idea of what they want, I've got the topic in mind, I understand the people, now the real research begins. I'm gonna go out and look for philosophy, best practices, case studies, examples, stories from my own life, from other people's lives, from just information that I can bring in that speech to make sure I hit those messages and hit those goals. The research is in everything. The second part then after the research for me is developing the rhythm of that speech, the rhythm of that conversation. How do I want it to feel? When do I want them to laugh? When do I want them to uh, you know, feel connected with each other? When do I want them to feel connected internally or spiritually? When do I want them to feel like they're, they gotta jump out of the chair and go do something, you know? I, I really think about that rhythm. When do I speed up? When do I slow down? When do I sound more joyous? When do I sound more deep? Those types of thoughts in our mind because a great speech, it's gonna go like this. It's gonna be a little bit of a roller coaster of emotions, of speed. You're gonna adjust your melody, your tone, your pitch, your cadence, so that there's a movement to that speech, right? That rhythm of just the sound of what you're saying is important. But then I also think about the rhythm of my movement, right? What am I, how am I moving on that stage? I'm not gonna stand behind a podium ever, even if they ask me to. Mr. Burchard, could you stand behind a podium? I don't, I don't like to stand behind a podium. I'm gonna move. Well, you know, it'd be better if you could stand behind the podium. Is it a requirement? Yes, sir, it is. Oh man, I will move from the podium every time because it's just not how people are meant to talk to each other behind a podium. So I'll find that movement, the rhythm of my movement. When am I gonna move? How could I animate any of my stories? How could I uh, physically gesture or move? I'll be thinking about that. I'm not, um, 
I'm a perfectionist in terms of, I don't really rehearse every move like a choreographed person. I just think about it in advance and visualize it to try and think about how can I make this feel alive and, you know, and moving and, and, and gesture at this particular part, slow down at this particular part, speed up at that particular part. It's very much on my mind and it should be on your mind too, especially in those last four minutes of your speech. Your, your last four minutes, you don't need to know everything you're gonna say, but you should have a destination in mind of the key takeaways and the emotions you want them to experience. What I tell most people is, if you really wanna leave an audience in a healthy, great, buoyant place, you wanna really ramp up and crescendo your speech. Um, you know, a lot of people today, they like to prove that they can make people emotional and they wanna end that speech with people are crying and they're just like, oh! And I'm like, you know what? Mm, let's not leave them there at a conference because they might not have the, the opportunity to go and reflect and, and chill out and, and experience the depth of that. You can do that in the middle of the speech, but your job is to leave them in a good place, to lift them towards that end where they're almost gonna lift out of their seats with, with, with excitement or, or, or some kind of you know, charge in mind, they're gonna get something done. The last piece for me is thinking about role modeling. What is it that I wanna to convey to the world? You know, if I could be a role model for something, what, what, what do I wanna convey? What's, what's my message? What's my mission as a speaker? Beyond what they asked me to speak about, beyond how I can entertain, what do I wanna to leave to this world? What messages do I really wanna wrap in there? What energy do I really wanna put into it so that the audience leaves away and, and they say, not he's a role model because that's my goal, but because I've thought through it. You know, you, what's your message to the world? What do you wanna convey? What do you want the world to feel because of your presence? Knowing your values, your messages, what you wanna to impart to the world, that's vital for every speaker. After I've done all that, now it's the day of the speech and I gotta think about really preparing that singular day to make the speech awesome. So the first thing I'll do is I'll get up and I'll go for a run or I'll do a significant stretch or a significant cardio session in my room because the most important thing you gotta do is open up your lungs so you can go and deliver a great speech. It, you cannot fool yourself and think, oh, I'll just have some coffee or a Diet Coke and I'll let the caffeine ride my energy into the speech. People who do that are always relegated to being amateurs and will never reach their full potential as a speaker to really move the needle for that audience. You gotta get up and you gotta get energized in your body before you ever hit that stage. It is an absolute must if you're ever gonna be your best. Look, some people can get by by just showing up and walking in. But you know what? We don't need more people living at their level of mediocrity. We need more people on stage who are role models, who we look up to and say, wow, that person, they, they stretched themselves, they prepared themselves, they brought themselves, you know? So after I, I stretch or I do my cardio, and I, I really am opened up, I'll go down to the room where I'm gonna give my speech and I'll do a sound check. I'll get on stage, I'll fill out the stage, I'll, I'll go into the audience, I'll shout a bunch of things from the stage and, and from the audience to find the dead points of sound in the room as much as I can, just to feel the energy of the room and then to visualize where I'm gonna be and how I'm gonna visualize myself up on stage, walking back and forth, getting alive, getting alert. I'll visualize the audience giving an amazing standing ovation and feeling the energy from, I'll just try and imbue the room with energy right there. Really feel it and sense it before I ever get on. I'll get up on stage, one last walk back and forth, look at, get comfortable, and then boom. I go, I get dressed, I get ready, it's time to go. I'll go back down, then I get backstage. Backstage, I'm constantly bouncing in place. I'm stretching, I'm getting ready. I'm not thinking too much about the speech. I'm just thinking about my body 
and opening up my meridians, opening up my energy, just doing some body work backstage so that when I hit the stage, I feel loose and stretched and capable. And from there, it's trust. It's trusting in myself. It's not that I don't get anxiety or nerve, but my nerves are, are more like butterflies, like levels of excitement to go deliver for these folks because I prepared, I know it. Even if it's a big audience, I, I still get sometimes a little bit of anxiety or nervous real fast, and that's cool. I just now aim that energy into productive ends, which is serving that audience. So I never get, if, you, if you're always, you know, have a lot of stage fright, watch a lot of my other training out there because I have training for that. But stage fright is really just an obsession about self. You're paying attention to the wrong thing. It's all about you, 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 you. To get over stage fright, you focus on service, you focus on helping the other people, you focus on having real conversations with individuals and just having conversations with the individuals in the audience, really connecting with people and delivering something that you believe in, something that's important to you, not something you're reporting out because you're supposed to, but because this is a chance for you to role model, to inspire people, to make your difference. I hope that serves you. It's one of the greatest qualities uh, of, of living the charged life is being a great communicator, knowing that you've left the world with a positive feeling and a positive set of messages. It's what my entire life has been about. I hope you feel that through all these videos. You feel it when you see me on stage or out there on television or doing any of my work out there. Uh, I, I feel it. I, I'm excited to do this work all the time and I know that you can share your voice equally as well. If you'll practice, you'll rehearse, you'll think about the rhythm, you'll do the work on the day of the speech to get you in the best possible place, and you'll focus on serving those that you're blessed to speak with. Doing all that helps you live the charge life. Hey, it's Brendan again. Did you notice something in today's episode? Yep, no ads, no sponsors, just a positive message to improve your day. How do I do it? How is it that you listen to all those other podcasts and they have minutes and minutes worth of lame ads for underwear or other websites they're promoting? Hey, I don't judge them, but I choose to focus on you in this podcast. And personally, when I listen to other shows, I just skip those long-winded sponsor pitches anyway. I can only do this because you share my podcast with so many other people and enough folks end up looking me up online and buying my books or taking my online courses that I can self-fund this entire effort. And you know how hard it is to do all this. And that's why I appreciate you guys so much. I heard that you even helped me break a record too. The longest running top 10 self-help show without a single sponsor or product pitch or ad. So if you like this podcast, ad-free and sponsor-free, do me a favor, tell a friend today you know, you should listen to The Charged Life, Brendan Burchard's podcast. Just help spread the word. Share why you like my show or tell people to go to podcast.brendan.com. It would sure help. And I'd appreciate it, and I'm sure our community would too. I look forward to talking with you again soon, my friend. Until then, go out there every single day of your life, live fully, love openly, and make your difference today. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I want to jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses or where I go live in my membership areas or how I accept money online now well over $100 million over the years. 
How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules? Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the US, you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you want to go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brandon, or text me and say anything you want to say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503-212-6125. And it's my exclusive text list. And if you're not on it, it's where I share some of my most popular episodes. Or if I drop a new YouTube, I send it your way. Or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet, I give that exclusive link out to that group. So just go there and text me, 503-212-6125. It's kind of cool. It's back and forth. This is my community text number. So tons of my community share you know, insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth. And I'm in there. My team's in there. We really just try to engage you on a different platform. It's super fun. And again, anytime I have something special going out, this is the first group to know about it. So just go text me at 503-212-6125. Hey, I wanted to hop in here and share with you my love for community.com. Every major celebrity uses this. U.S. presidents use this. The biggest companies in the world use this. They give you a 10-digit phone number, but it's kind of like having an inbox for your texting. You can segment it to people um, and they can reply back. And it's just really cool because you can also send video and you can send audio. And it's so beautiful of a design that it's really easy to figure out. You know, I don't like all those other systems that send out like some weird little code that you just know is like a promotion. The reason they called it community.com is because they really believe you have to have a text community in the modern area. Texting adds a whole other level. People open up their texts way more. It's way more, you know, effective as a promotional vehicle. 
And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com. Just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out. 